Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Beer is over. The restaurant is closed. It's Read It and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's exquisite corpse. And we are just four comrades who are playing a very long movie watching game on a train. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording as always from North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I'm joined by my good friend, Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland. He's not a, not only a girl with a head, he's a girl with character. It's Anthony Lopez. Here, happy Alex to be. I am <laughs> happy. I'm trying to do kind of like a uh, auto-translated yeah, yeah. uh, AI yeah. kind of thing yeah. there. Um, speaking of AI stuff um, and algorithm stuff. I've thrown a lot of curveballs at the YouTube algorithm over the last few years, yeah. but I expect even this one, the YouTube you algorithm like, was like, what the fuck is going on over there? Just, You're just going to get an email from YouTube being like, what do we do with you now? <laughs> what do you yeah. even yeah. want from me? Yeah, yeah is- I just, I mean, the fact alone, I got to imagine that the fact that YouTube is like, wait, this got four views? Uh, what is happening? <laughs> there was there was a comment on it from yesterday, though. Like I don't know if you went to, oh. in the comments, translated translated them from Russian, but it's interesting oh, stuff, idea. man. It's like this is definitely a no mm. one would be seeing this from our situation had we not been doing this exact game. So I feel very uniquely. Mm. Uh, I don't know. This is like I, I, I just just the chaos we added into the algorithm really broke some stuff. I think. I like it. I, I feel like a lot of the times, you know, you're doing a podcast about movies, you know, we're comics. There's a lot of this is a lot of well trodden ground. I do believe we're the first podcast to talk about this movie in English. Exactly. I, I feel I like mean, we're I out, had, off book now for sure. I, I so I was doing I was doing like a um uh like I was lifting some weights last night while I was watching this, like uh, you know, uh on YouTube, like translated, you know, from from automatic Russian to English. And I was like Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I am so sure that no one has ever done this before. And it's not every day you get to see that where it's like, this is yeah. never, this moment has never existed before. I am like breaking yeah. new ground in the human experience. We yeah. were all Natalie Portman from, uh, oh my God, what is that? Uh, Golden State right now. Doing stuff that's never been done before to feel unique. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. 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 yeah, totally. <laughs> we are all that horrible cringe was, monster oh, from that, that really medieval I will go to the mat for Garden State. I don't won't that age was, well, but I I liked it. It was a moment. And I still listen to the shit. It makes shit. sense yeah, you no. liked it, which explains why you have it such a, a solid Natalie Portman yeah. impression. Yeah, well, that's all, really good. Yeah. It's really I, sad that they don't get to see that because there was yeah. a visual well, element the that noise, you needed. But the visual really brought it home. It was really and, good. And I mean, Ezra, you have to admit, the shins totally changed your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, Man. You know what? People, people have asked me to stop putting my headphones on them uh, in public places and tell them this, mm-hmm. but I keep on doing it. God. That's like my it's favorite Screaming meme. in the holes. <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite meme is when people change the music in that scene to basically mm. anything. And oh, it's hilarious. A friend of mine did a version of that scene where it was just a recording of him saying poopers really loud. <laughs> and it's so good. You can do anything with that. And it's so funny. Um, let me introduce you to the rest of the panel. Um, the second up, he's a, the co-host of the Old Gamers Almanac podcast. 
Um, today, recording from the woods of Northeast Portland, everything you said is very good, and you will go home and you will work for us in the world of Turks. It's Hunter Donaldson. Yeah, you should imagine I'm sitting here and there's like 20 empty beer bottles, basically, and I'm just sitting alone in a room. That's what you should imagine. Because <laughs> there's what... just a grip of foxes hanging out on and around. Yeah, your yeah, person. and they're freaking out about me because I've got emotions <laughs> and they can't handle that. <laughs> Uh, and then rounding out the panel in Northern California, comrades, he is in an elevated to hell, and you just don't Frodo. It says for Fox. <laughs> Alex, it's like I post in our Discord channel. One does not simply Frodo. <laughs> you can't. Uh, that's no. funny. You, yeah. um, I, that was I, I, you. You were so excited by the first eight minutes of this, and I was and I, that I was excited, and then it turns out that was like almost the only translatable parts. So I, I mean, look. Like, Sometimes, sometimes the English words were few and far between after that. The algorithm gives up, and I understand that because <laughs> we so asked a lot of it. It's overwhelmed. It can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, what do you expect from a scrappy little company like YouTube, right? Yeah. I mean, they only yeah, have yeah. so many resources. They don't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we start talking about this movie, though, we got a couple things we got to take care of. First, I want to start by thanking all of our fabulous meat buddies. Um, who have dressed up in their finest dead wolves um, to be here with us today. Um, and, you know, you don't have it. As far as I'm concerned, you never have a hammer without a collar. And they all are wearing their nice collared wolf coats. Anyway, um, the point is, I really appreciate the Meat Buddies. Uh, <laughs> we got a little mini this land rush so last week after the DVD contest, um, which is on its way to Germany. Um, for Tom, so I appreciate everybody who joined either because they were reminded by that or because they really wanted Ezra's used DVDs. Um, quick, quick question for everyone here: uh, How do you mail things? Because I feel like I have to do oh, this now. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. So um, for our the autographed copies of our novel, I've been yeah. using PayPal has a it's like paypal.com slash ship it or something or ship now or something, and it is so much. It's like it's like $2 cheaper than the post office and you can just print it out and tape it on. So I like that a lot. I don't know why they're com- out competing the post office at being the post office, but mm. you can just ship stuff through PayPal. It's been pretty nice. Um, I, I, yeah, think I think what you should do. Box, then you print out something from the internet. No, no, no. You go to the airport. You find okay. somebody who is <laughs> going to Germany. You put it in uh-huh. their bag when they're not looking. Right. Okay, like something. This? I mean, it's always fun to do at the airport. You know, that's why they well, ask that did, question, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, why um, would they make the announcement, don't take packages from strangers, if it hadn't been a fun thing people yeah. were doing before that? But yeah, just go up to someone in, who's going to Germany, be like, I need you to do me a solid. If, you don't, if you're not had, comfortable, put it in their bag without asking. And then just have them the pod, you know, drop it off. A good friend of the pod, Bill, reached out and said that he's going to paris in june and would be happy to bring it partly partway for us it's like heaven bacon's like a shipping service like who's heading towards germany it's just and a then wow. find somebody, uh, yeah. movie that's great um i mean I, also i think though the lesson of that of that like don't take packages from, from strangers is just like you got to make friends first right so like yeah, yeah. That's so right? true. Don't just use me for my package carrying skills. Let's mm. butter me up first. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. You know, ask me questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was fun about Tom winning, by the way, among other things, is that Tom sent us a picture. He still has the "Read It and Weep" official bookmark 
our first ever merch where we autographed a bookmark and sent it to anyone who joined our email list. And um, he still got it, which is really cool. Mm. And so we'll add this to the collection of crap we've sent Tom. I feel comfortable saying that each of these things will not increase in value, but they probably will hold their value. Yeah. I think the the used DVD is probably a pretty steady market right now. I I think this is... The value that's going to be there is going to stay. Um, if you'd like to join Tom and all of our new meet buddies and keep the show limping down the tracks and possibly someday win a prize where Ezra mails you his garbage, you can go to <laughs> metreon.com and join our Patreon campaign. And we really appreciate everybody who supports the show. We're going to have a thank you segment for Meat Buddy later today. And then and then again next week, we got a bunch of people to thank. So um, before we do the movie, though, it is time for segment one. What else have you been doing? So we didn't find anything we want to talk about in the news this week, but we've been watching a lot of stuff, and it's been a while since we've caught up on what else we're watching. So, um, Anthony, you wanted to talk Pixar, and I'm very excited about this. So mm-hmm. tell me about your Pixar, your Pixaring, your Pixing. Yeah. Uh, well, I got I got Pixar'd, uh for sure, uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I do. I want to take a quick second uh, and throw a f- shout out to a few other things I've been watching. Um, Showtime: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty on hbo is really really well done i'm liking it a lot it's very and you're crazy. not even a big lakers fan yeah i'm not a big lakers fan and it's so crazy to think of a time in which the lakers weren't the fucking lakers and yeah. that's the thing i'm enjoying the most about it um i want to follow up on alex complaining about the batman to say the batman fucking ruled uh mm-hmm. you've probably mostly seen it it's a very good movie but uh, yeah, last night or the night before, I, I got to see the new Pixar movie from the director of Bao, which is one of my favorite shorts Pixar did a few years ago. Um, yeah, that was really fun. One of my favorite theatrical going experiences was seeing that short live and was listening to the um, audience react when she eats a Bao baby. Um, yeah, that was it's maybe one of the surprised. funniest things I've ever seen in a theater. A, a <laughs> um, I, it's such a charming but, short, and it, that's not where I was expecting it yeah. to go. But I mean, I think that is very similar to her, that director's first feature film at Pixar, Turning Red. Um, I kind of went in with a rough idea of what this movie was going to be about, uh, but I was very surprised in terms of sort of like the thematic material it dives in. It's, a, it's um, about the um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, right? Uh, it's more of like, subtext. what if, is it, what a, if, is it a giallo? No, I'm just taking it's some more, guesses about turning. Yeah, red. no, no. It seems no, like it's, a giallo. Giallo, yeah, it's definitely Pixar's. <laughs> it has, it's, I heard it's red. Pixar's, it must be giallo. It's Pixar's first giallo. Uh, <laughs> you know, they love their genre conventions. Oh, but no, yeah. it's, um, it, uh, it is, it's kind of teen wolf esque is actually kind of where I would kind of almost put it in mm. there, but it is, uh, dealing with, uh, what it's like to be a teenage girl kind of going from being a child to being a teen. It is, uh, the first time I've ever seen, wolf. uh, menstruation and periods, not only like talked about, but heavily explored in an animated movie, which I thought yeah. was really, really fascinating. Um, but yeah, it's just a very, very pretty incredible looking movie the effects are mind-blowing uh the so, animation style is great i i liked it quite a bit it's on disney plus so I've now seen, so i've seen some pictures from it and i have a couple of questions or concerns especially since you mentioned it being beautiful i the red panda is mm-hmm. i don't know top five cutest animals ever created very much the cutest mm-hmm. animal. for some ever reason created interesting yeah <laughs> yeah no let's hear more <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I, uh, I I assume it was Alex a committee. Is a dev- <laughs> Alex is a devout Christian. He believes yeah, God created a creationist. It was oh, a top, five, top five living animals, we'll say the that. The perfection oh. of the red panda. It must be designed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it seems like in the pictures that they decided to make red pandas not cute in this movie. And they could have That's- been cute. So. You're out of your mind. The red pandas are very cute in this movie. I'm, no, I'm just, uh, I'm, all I've seen is billboards, and in the billboards, it looks kind of wild. It doesn't look like that a giant cute. cute red panda. What the fuck are you talking well, it doesn't about, look Alex? That cute. It's, it's very, very weird, cute. It's kinda... um, <laughs> I'm assuming it's better in the actual movie, yeah. but in the in the art for it, in the ads for it, um, because it's got like her teeth and eyes. I think is part of it. I mean, red pandas also have teeth and eyes, so I'm not sure what well, you're getting at with that. Do they have teenage girls' teeth and eyes? Some Maybe of them, like sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as cute as it should be, and I don't understand why, because it's uh, I, the cutest animal ever. ever I uh, thought it was really adorable. Evolved. Um, okay, good. I thought good, just good. the... As long as it's good in the movie. It's not good in the... You, you can't discuss the billboard and yeah. change my mind. I've seen it. I've been there. But you can tell me that it's cute in the movie, and I believe you. Yeah, it's really well executed. I was very, very surprised by this movie. Uh, I really didn't know much about it going in. I wasn't a huge fan of Luca. Um, I think oh, I this movie kind of has... Yeah, I thought Luca was fine. Well, I, I sort of like because so. you have a different view on all of these movies because yeah. we see them once and you see them a thousand times. Yeah, this is true. I um, watched Encanto finally, and I was expecting to really, really like it, and I felt a little bit hollow afterwards. I felt like it mm. didn't quite live up to best thing ever that everybody is saying for it. And I, think... I never liked it that much. I, oh, I didn't, didn't get the hype for it. No, I thought it. It was a weird... I kind of liked it when it was going towards the end. I don't want to kind of get into spoilers, but it feels like when... It's very hard for me to feel bad for people who are like, oh, I don't get to have superpowers. Oh, no. It's like, <laughs> no one gets to have superpowers. I just, well, it, except everyone um, else in your family. Yeah, but I feel like when the movie kind of... It resolves itself in a way that I thought was very odd in terms of messaging. Yeah. Um, but oh, well, I, I, mean, I think I without it. spoiling the movie, I can tell you the end message is sometimes grandmas are assholes and it's not what mm. you're expecting. Uh, but then they can also get better if you just point out that they're being assholes. They can immediately change without any context or reasoning. They're just well, like, I mean, I'm not mad I, anymore. Like I get the movie is about like generational trauma, right? Yes. In the way that's kind of like passed down. And I think it's like really well executed. And I think the music is really good. But, like, yeah, some of the things, like, especially, like, the way Bruno is just, like, accepted and no one really apologizes for the horrible treatment of this character yeah. for years. Was kind oh, of my weird. God. They were just brutal to this guy. And, like, and, and it's not like it's not like other people have discussed that if you can predict the future, it's not your fault. Like, that is a pretty well-established thing. It's not the it's not the, the, the whole movie is about killing the messenger with that guy. That song not really to mention, good, though. if we talk about some other, um, if the other powers, to have somebody in your house who can immediately shapeshift to any of your siblings or parents is the creepiest power I've ever heard. That is so upsetting. There are married couples and siblings living in the same house, and at any point, the person you're talking to might be a cousin and not who you thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, pretty sure that's a whole category on Pornhub, honestly. That's, like, uh, that's like upsetting a, to me. Yeah. It's really gross. Also, one of your siblings just hears everything that's ever said in the family. I mean, it's just really bizarre. 
This this is a weird one because okay, so I, I I mean I've seen this. I'm I'm gonna feel comfortable saying I've seen this more than anyone else here has probably combined. <laughs> I believe it. Um, yeah, right. yeah, right. And I I think I I was in sort of after the first watch, probably in like a, a like not love kind of place. Um, I I don't know if it's sort of just like a, a Star Wars thing where it's just the more you consume a thing, like the more it kind of like it takes on its own life inside your head, I guess, and you kind of round out the 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 rough spots because I, I had like I think probably similar criticisms about like i think the you, know, you don't get the same I, I wasn't getting the same kind of character arc or change that i was expecting um yeah. for 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 the third act um but i i think just i think i appreciate there's enough stuff going on there that it is very it is very re- rewatchable um, yeah so this so yeah. one of the things that makes something better on the thousand or good for a thousand watches is it density so there's just more to explore each time that's probably part of it um i mean i think there's there's usually some like some weirdness. I think there's consistency. Okay, I think some of the. Uh, okay, so I think Mirabelle, for example, I think is an interesting character and like and like different from other, uh, I guess Disney uh, like uh, protagonists. Um, and, and like just in a, in a kind of a, she has some weirdness. Um, and the arc is kind of different. I think like anything that's like, anything that is a little odd. Is just still intriguing, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, so the thing that's like it's annoying, novel. it's like, yeah. So it's like, or it it's, if it's not resolved, that actually could be more fun each time because you're not mm-hmm. like, oh, we have to go through this whole arc. It's just like, grandmas be grandmawing. Yeah. Let it's me, like, let me ask you yeah. guys a question because Tony and Red really kind of pit this. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this since I watched it. Um, there's this thing that's been happening with all Disney movies. Uh, all animated movies for quite a while now. There's been a few. It's not the eyes and mouth but thing. No, but the they they have they have made this conscious decision that when they first did it, I thought it was very very novel. And films like Moana, uh, um, are these movies that do not have villains, yeah. right? Like I thought that was really really refreshing the first few times they did it. Um, and you know they said that there's been exceptions. Coco has a really great villain. Luca has a pretty good villain. Um, but for really the like most Coco. part, Man. their movies yeah, don't really. have villains anymore, right? They they are just like an, an internal conflict that the characters need to resolve. It's usually some dynamic with the family that comes down to sort of a uh, generational divide or something like that. And it's sort of like a, a thing that is uh, breached at the end, right? And like the bridge is pit over it. But yeah. I do think that like Tony and Red, even though I really like the final act from like a visual and like an idea standpoint, I was sort of watching this and I kind of felt the same way with Encanto where it was just like, I almost wish there was just like a bad guy here that there was just well, like a clear I would argue villain. that it's grandma, but sure. Yeah, but she's not really a villain, right? Like they don't do villains, conventional but the villains. The way she anymore, gaslights you know? those children, man, yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying, Alex, but I'm, I'm saying like a conventional ass old school Disney villain, right? Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. make I, those I, anymore. You're saying like if it was, oh. if it's in Kanto, but the answer is actually there's an evil wizard taking away the power of this house. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that makes for a more interesting movie. And I, I'm really glad they've kind of gotten away from it because it what became such a standard rote thing, right? Our, our time growing up and like the Disney Renaissance, right? Every movie had like a very, very strong villain, but it kind of became played out by the time he got to like Hunchback of Notre Dame, even though he has one of the best villains they have. But it was like, yeah, he's the only villain in the show that is actively and and eloquently supporting genocide. 
Yeah, but like you know, like the the scar. <laughs> that movie? You know, the, it's yeah, intense, Ezra. Dude, Hunchback is gnarly. No, I yeah, never yeah, saw you it. Gotta but, wa- you, you can't just watch that. Yeah. Movie. But but yourself. okay, so this is but that actually Hunchback is a perfect thing because the my main concern about movies going away from villains is that historically the villain songs are some of the best musically yeah. in Disney movies. Um, and, and that's a perfect example. The song he sings where mm-hmm. he's like, I'm a bad priest and you Holy make me horny. So I'm going to send everybody called. to hell is one of the best songs ever done by Disney. Yeah. Hellfire is yeah. so good. Or like Scar's song from, you know, Dude, Lion King uh, is. Oh yeah. Be prepared. Um, yeah. and the, um, or the, the crab in, in Moana recently, the crab song mm. is so good. Yeah. Um, the Jermaine well, so yeah song the, the, the shiny but but shiny yeah but shiny. I think I mean with this we get so we get a villain song because I think um I think we don't talk about Bruno is a villain song um we it, just mm, we're just mistaken basically it's the closest and I it's definitely yeah. the minorest key and it really is good it's yeah. it's the best of the songs yeah so I the, so I, I guess I'm just using the songs that are support that's a big um Ursula man Ursula. Yeah slaps man everybody mm-hmm. like so may, maybe this is why they had to get away from villains they kept making the villains too rad and kids <laughs> want, wanted to grow up evil uh, i mean i think that is the song is like a good thing though because like songs like if a song is good you will listen to it many times um mm-hmm. i think that's sort of a good like it's tough to have a, a movie that is not in some ways very rewatchable if it has in it like four very good songs and I think uh, like have those as pillars. I think that's like kind of a key part. And one of the things is like I think we watched it a couple of times. We did a lot of the soundtrack, and then we would kind of would go back to watching it a couple of times. And it's like it's like this is the it's this it's the extended music video version. Basically, is when you're watching the full thing. Right. Okay. So we have um, talked for a good long time about this, and I know at home you're like, man, how are they ever going to fit a discussion of an entire homework assignment in this episode? Well. <laughs> it'll be brief um but we do have to get moving so i'm sure as an hunter have watched some really interesting stuff and had a lot of really fun riffs prepared about it but we are out of time so we're going to move on to segment <laughs> two the game <laughs> all right in segment two of the game this week our homework assignment we watched a girl with a temper also sometimes known as a girl with character or in russian devushka's car Karakaram, the 1939. So give it to me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Slow it down. Yeah, slow it down. Devushka, 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 and then something that's just the letter S, and then Karakaram. Okay. Devushka S Karakaram. Pretty good. I think that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. I was just so impressed by your your like linguistic skills, Alex. I just wanted to hear it again. This is a 1939 Soviet comedy film directed by Konstantin Yudin, starring Valentina Sarova, Sarova, Anatoly Solvyov, and most importantly, Mikhail Glovsky, who yeah. also appeared in whatever bullshit movie we watched last week. So, um, and what's great about this movie, um, which you guys learned pretty, like live with us last week, um, is that this movie is not available really, but there's a website about trains, I think about child-sized trains, in Russian that had a 30 second clip from this movie. And if you click through to that clip, it had a link to a YouTube video of the entire movie. Now the movie is not subtitled or translated. So what we were able to do is turn on automatic transcription on YouTube in Russian and then use Google to automatically translate that to English 
And the way that it did that was occasionally. Poorly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did not. I turned it off. I'm just yeah. going to say yeah. that right now. I yes, turned it yeah. off. I was well, like, there was very little to turn it. off. It, well, would be, it, it would be like one in every 15 words would actually show up on the screen. So there were large portions of this movie that were on. We had no hints at all. So we basically watched a movie in Russian with no, uh, no subtitles. But, I mean. I we were talking about this. I forget about what a few weeks ago, but like, do you know the way that like Morrissey is really huge in South America, even though no one knows what he's saying, right? Because emotion transcends language, right? Yeah, people yeah. understand. You, they, you know, in South yeah. America, they might not understand the words he's saying, but they understand his emotion, right? Yes. They can feel that Morrissey is a whiny I'll- little bitch and they can just like really <laughs> get that right he's not like the shins um, or anything yeah no not uh, no i mean change your life no i mean but, I but so it. that's what i expected honestly mm-hmm. anthony like i've never i don't i've never watched a movie without translating it before in another language and i was like i'm pretty confident i will be able to get most of what's happening from the the context clues and the answer is no yeah, at least in I, my case, very, yeah. very few context. I agree. <laughs> now, admittedly, I, um, I did eat some soup, which does take away. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's just a, it's just a tricky business. And Hunter, you told me that you may have fallen asleep for part of it. I fell asleep. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It so was. So you're saying, yep, like, yeah, we didn't get it from context clues. But if you're asleep, mm-hmm. the context clues <laughs> oh, wouldn't yeah. be enough. It did not invade my dreams. <laughs> I, I just dripped <laughs> off in obscurity. This so, was this was uh, this is two weeks I mean, now where we're definitely you, doing stuff for the sake of the game, not yeah, for. You also had a um, you had a Russian nanny as a kid, so the Russian language is just very it's calming to you. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. they're like it lulls it you to sleep. Sleepy. It makes yeah. me sleepy. It's a sleepy language. You I know? will yeah. say it is weird. We should definitely just address this quickly and then move on, which is that we, it is a weird time to be going I on know. our three no. Russian movie yeah. bender. Kind of um, sucks. Mm. It kind yeah. of does suck, and obviously our beef is not with uh, the Russian people of 1939 or even the Russian people of today, um, but it does feel weird to be like, you know, we've never watched anything in Russian on the show before in 600 episodes, Yeah, but let's wait until they're doing atrocities and then and jump we're into all about it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting. It's a weird time. Uh, I guess I like it in that no one, again, except for in this specific situation that we're in would choose to do this. And I like the idea of like, look, this is not, this is not coming in with our news headlines usually where it's like, Hey, remember that also um, this, this happened as well. That that there was a a light rom-com featuring a train in 1939. And it's like foxes. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's like a, a, I, I guess I'll say this. I like that this, kind of breaks your brain in a way that keeps you from collapsing anything into simple things. So it's just like, this is like, this adds extra, like, I don't know, wrenches and gears and such. I yeah. do Here's feel like there's I also know. something political happening, and yeah. I just didn't understand it. Oh, I, so. can, I can give you, I can well, give you the all, whole recap, because I actually really understand this. Oh now. my God, yes, yes. Well, yes. we're going to well, get to gonna, that. I was going to say, I have never once been excited or look forward to Alex's five-sentence summary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, I feel like I genuinely need you. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Explain. I don't want to. Okay, we're gonna give you any notes happened. on how to be a podcast host, Anthony. But it definitely you could have said I've never looked forward to your five sentence summary more than today. No, yeah. no so I knew what said. I was saying. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> I what I said, never Alex. Forward to it. Yeah, no, that is what just, I, I meant. I remind I, you, you had that option. It was just one. Yeah, very much you know, could have and chose not to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just to be clear, yeah. that you did know that that was a, a no. choice you were making. Always a choice. I, I know what I was saying, and I meant every word of it. 
it was fun not to have it translated, although, because it did feel a little bit like maybe like the sanctions. There were sanctions on the auto translate feature or on, on yeah. English exchange. We just couldn't. We weren't allowed to right now. Um, but also, we're, again, we're not paying for the movie. So I guess that helps in some way. Yeah. It does. Yeah, that's good. As Anthony mentioned earlier, it does really, I think, screw with what YouTube thinks we're into. But um, yeah, so I have a, I have a patented six sentence summary today. And then I also have the Wikipedia summary, which I have yeah. not read yet. So oh, that was my very plan, helpful. My plan is I was going to read my summary and then together we will find out how I did. Oh, my God. This is great. Is that cool? As if yeah, you want to yeah. help at any point, you can. Well, but so, yeah, try. So, I, so I guess my, my bona fide. So I, you know, I, I watched it. I read the I, I found out there's another movie that was kind of like a remake of this as well, which is Girl Without an Address. And so oh. I checked up on this that. This girl read, just has fucking. Yeah, I mean, later she gets that dragon tattoo and you can see yeah. her through a window. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um and then yes then i i then i read the wikipedia summary and then i rewatched like the like like kind of skipping through the scenes like in five seconds at a time so oh I okay that's cool like, okay that's what this is happening that's what this was and um i'm gonna anyway. go on a limb and say that devushka means girl because that's Whoa. in both of these titles that's mm-hmm. big so Makes i sense. did accidentally learn a russian word um Musica. Wouldn't it be fun to use this as like the Rosetta Stone to like understand the <laughs> Russian language? Yeah, dude. If yeah, so I don't remember. I don't actually know what's on the the Rosetta Stone, but if if Presumably we found this movie, yeah, yeah, it, we all agree. Yeah, it's the screenplay to Shrek or something. But like, if there were like what like if there was one thing that got left around so people could translate from future alien language back to the, like all the English that they have, they're like, well, we just have this one thing which is an auto-translated YouTube video of a Russian movie into English, and that's how we can solve all of it. And then you'd be yeah. like, well, those are very good, right? We don't know actually that much about Russian. And would be like, yeah, maybe we were reading the Rosetta Stone hella wrong. Maybe it was a terrible translation. You don't even know. Possible. All right. hey, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Okay, so let's get into my patented Stone. micro-summary of the movie, A Girl with a Temper. So there's this girl. I feel good about that so far. Yeah, and yeah. She, yeah. Solid, yeah. You're nailing she, it either owns or is being raised by wolves and then she finds a guy living in her chicken barn and she sells him to the military in exchange for a gun (laughs) then she gets on a train and she doesn't have a ticket and so her punishment is to give her a job as a waitress in the in the Mm. food car but then when the train gets to moscow she immediately gets another job selling dead foxes but apparently something's not right because she's being all sneaky about it. She's being a real sneaky deek all around town while she's selling foxes. Then she visits some kind of music based prison and helps them unionize. <laughs> I think she, she unionizes the record prison. Well, wait, wait, she... you missed a part because before that she picks up a sailor on the on the train. Do you remember it's that part? Key part she... of the train. She situation. picks up a sailor. She's like, I'll have this sailor. And then they, I guess they don't like nothing. They just sleep in the same room. Anyways, when, that's when Ezra mentioned that it was a rom-com, that was the first time that had occurred to me. Mm. Didn't realize I know that, that she talked to a sailor, but she also talks to these other men. And it's like, what? I don't know if this is all romantic. Is there a okay. love triangle? What do you What's think? Happening? All right. Why do you think she was crying when she saw that newspaper? And what do you think happened at the end of the movie? Well, I know the end of the movie is that she gets on a train again. But now, because she's gone on this long journey, everyone is like, yes, finally, she's back on a train. And so there's a lot of fanfare. (laughs) (laughs) There's so Russians love trains. We know that from the website. People are very happy to get her on a train again. 
Yeah, I mean, it's classic hero's journey stuff. You know, I mean, Mo and Campbell. Yeah, first you deny the train. Just completely <laughs> understand this, you know? Later you... How did I yeah. do, Ezra? So, but again, what... Do you remember the, that the sailor came back at the end? No. <laughs> okay. The sailor from the train is not... Wait, was she not with him in the intermediate parts? No. So, okay. So, so uh, again, like, <laughs> I spent more time on this than I should have, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, but basically... Um, the key part is there's this lost, I don't know, like, I don't know what, there's a woman who lost something on the train, right? The sailor finds, and so she yes. has to leave the train. Yeah, some um, lady lost her really cool little joke book where she writes I, every joke idea she has. I don't know has. if that was like her ticket or something, um, but but yeah, it was important to her, and then she had to leave the train. Um, but basically, the the um, the our, our lady with character, uh, like our, our girl with character, uh, you know, like, sees this uh, sailor guy, they they... They hang out in the same apartment. I think uh, then they... they oh, yeah. He has that cool fold-down bed that he uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then basically through a, a, a fun situation when they're in the city, um, they he gets his photo taken with a just a random kid and uh, the kid's mom. And um, like our girl with character sees that in the newspaper and she's like, oh, no, he's married. That's the guy that I like. And she's crying. Oh. Um, and then I, I think no, this doesn't. I don't remember this. Okay, and then then they see each other, and she's like, "You didn't tell me you're married." And she like runs off, and then he gets the woman who who his fake wife from the photo at the train station. They meet, and they're like, "Look, we're not together." And then she goes back to um the uh I guess the farm that she was came from from the far east, uh, and she's now in charge of it as well. So I wasn't that far off. Okay, no, let me give you the let me give you the Wikipedia summary now. Here's their six points. So, in search of truth and the possibility of punishing the director bureaucrat Meshkov, who collapsed the once prosperous work in the Far East animal breeding Sokovs, the best farm worker Katya Ivanova goes to the district center. On the way to the station, Katya manages to catch and pass over a saboteur to the border guards. Then she rides the train without a ticket to write a complaint, which means that she has to work as a waitress in the di- Then she rides the Was train without a ticket. Was this also auto-translated? On the train, Katya meets a sailor, Sergei, Sergei, but upon arrival in Moscow, they lose each other. Katya gets employed as a saleswoman in a fur shop, and after that at a factory of gramophone records. They're making records. Why were they in those little booths? I think like it's maybe like they're checking them. I don't know, like I mean, audio checking. Oh, it was like a quality, quality control thing. Assurance. Yes, yeah. Yep. It definitely yeah. looked like a prison. Um, at some time she, at, she well, at some I mean, time, woke is prison. I mean, I got yeah. I got some right. books from this so guy true. named Mokes. I should send you. Um, <laughs> at the same really time, she actively convinces the... female colleagues to go work in the Far East. So I was kind of right about the unionizing thing. For a long time, Sergey is looking for Katya, and finally, his search is a success. Meanwhile, Katya's complaint is examined, and she is appointed as the new director of the farm instead of the dismissed Meshkov. Katya and her friend Sergey go to the Far East. Okay, what is going on? So she's a worker, and she's like, my boss sucks. So she goes to the government headquarters and is like, hey, my boss sucks. And they're like, great news. You're the new boss? Yeah, so, yeah they're like, yeah, you're right. He did suck. Uh, and there, there's and now that we have all this, you have all this work experience in a dining car and a record prison. Now you're <laughs> in charge of the Fox Farms? Yeah, no, she well, she does everything. She's a woman of the world now. Um, also, I guess she's, she's a, a girl woman of the with world. character. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> with a um, temper. 
and uh, the, we probably should have gotten the bottom of this temper versus character translation because that's a very interesting distinction. I didn't oh, think yeah. she had much of a temper, so yeah. I, I think I she had character. It, you know, maybe she was doing things that I didn't understand. Maybe she was doing like a lot of passive aggressive stuff that I couldn't get from context clues. That's true. That's true. We didn't understand. She could have been gaslighting everybody around her, and we right? just don't know, like t- you know. Typical grandma. Well, I mean, like that this secret was- toxic shit. <laughs> this was a time that if like a woman didn't want to hair a hat wear a hat out in public, we would like institutionalize her. Oh right? my god. Maybe no. just having like any type of character at all, they were like, still got a temper. <laughs> she yeah, like that's actually, how I she that's spoke how I up about something. Right, yeah. right, right. Right. So this is like a woman in the thirties with a personality. That's automatically like what a temper that's on that broad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get that. I don't like it, but I get it. Um, so have you guys ever watched a movie without language before? No, I've never done it. I mean, there are movies that like don't have very much dialogue in them, and right, won't I subtitle watched, stuff. Like, but. When I was in Mexico, I watched like I would say an entire episode of a sketch show in Spanish, and it was a great time. Um, not. Mm-hmm. I think com like like slapsticky comedy is obviously more easy to follow um, because just like wow that guy thought that was his hat but it actually belonged to a duck or whatever like without the words you can still in- pato and and whatever you can still get it but um, this was this was a weird this was a weird thing was there anything about it was there any moments where it was especially confusing or especially enlightening. So, I felt like I was just making up a reason for everything to be happening all the time, which was definitely <laughs> taking away from the movie. Like, just constantly, just yeah, yeah. like, it's like when you said the thing of uh, she sells the guy she finds in the hay <laughs> to the military. But like, legit, though, that's all I was thinking about. That was yeah, just it was so weird. Well, yeah, she just like, sure. there's this guy in the hay. And at first I thought I was like, oh, this is her secret boyfriend. And then she like grabs him by the hair and drags yeah. him to a military outpost. Yeah, yeah. And then, no, it, and it's, he, it's he tries to get her gun. Like, she has, he has a fake beard on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah why does he have a fake beard? He's what a is saboteur. the beard? <laughs> why did he need a beard? Like, why did he need a fake beard? <laughs> For sabotaging, Hunter. Yeah. Also, yeah, another, gotta... another thing about this guy is that he's in some hay, and there's yeah. this shot yeah. of him underneath the hay. Yeah. And in the shot, he needs to get out from the hay. And they couldn't do it. They, it took them three shots to do it. They couldn't yeah, they figure could out how to just get someone to stand up from a pile of hay in yeah. the frame. So they had to like. Well, it's Russian uh, hay. Uh, it's very different. It's it's yeah. thicker. It's sharper. But I was just like, I noticed like all three cuts, and then I was like, well, just stand up. You just have to stand up. That's all that has to happen. <laughs> Alex, it's funny that you said that. Like the like the slapstick was easier for you to follow, like in, in Spanish, because like this actually I think is kind of a slapstick thing. If you like look at the the bad waitering that happened, um, like where like someone gets sprayed with like a seltzer bottle or yeah, yeah, and, like, so the, yeah, so yeah. That guy who like, I was totally with beers. Yeah, yeah, I, Right. That's why I didn't spend a lot of time talking about that because I like I get I guess in the summary because I get like I get that there's if there's a seltzer bottle, it's going to be sprayed in someone's face. That's just a rule. It's like there's basically it's like a banana peel on the ground or a pie that's just waiting for a face. This was clear that it was going to be a clowning seltzer scene. And yeah, the guy who liked to beer too much and the guy who's like taking an egg from one guy. Those scenes I followed very, very well. And then when she's unionizing the recording industry and then taking over a farm, much harder to follow. Right. I guess the weird thing about it is it's just the way it's shot 
a lot of stuff just happens in long takes in the wide and like it kind of you lose a lot of the comedy i think from it where it's just like things are not the gags are not framed up super cleanly where it's like yeah it was at the point of that shot um and it was really like i think there was some in theory fun stuff that was happening but again so hard to know so much of what was going on throughout the whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah it really is uh, hard to follow a lot of it. And I would have liked to have had a lot of inciting, insightful commentary about it. And I just do not. Um, I liked reading the summary about like the once prosperous Far East animal breeding industry and then having to go to the city, the town center. Like these, there's a part of this like insight into the Soviet system that is kind of interesting that I definitely didn't get when I was watching it. But she was like, I have a complaint. I will take a train to the city and I will speak to the city uh, to the city manager i will speak to a manager and i will become in charge of this farm and then rally everyone to go back to my great farm very strange i did right. get that when the guy put on a fur coat and he pranced in a somewhat feminine manner i get that that was hilarious because uh, he's a yeah, boy yeah. right the classic yeah classic. <laughs> i thought it I, was like about i thought she had like ran away from home that was the little story i was yeah. telling myself yeah, mm. I definitely was surprised to learn that she was traveling like on business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely felt like this woman who hangs out with all the wolves is like, I'm going to get out of this wolf area. I got to run. I know. I think she was. I think the wolf thing was like, hey, look, my boss sucks. Wolves, you get it, right? And then she's talking to the boss and she's like, you suck. And he's like, hey, no, I don't. And he's like, well, I'm going to I'm going to take a train. How do I go get the train? And all the people tell her. And then the boss is like hey where'd she go she went to take a train and then like later he's like trying to catch her at the train station and she's like making faces at him but again all the clothing is like similar enough that it was hard for me to know who was who as well yeah so that's my problem in most movies i always have a little bit of face fascia in a movie and it definitely got worse in the youtube grainy black and white russian movie from the 30s it was really hard to keep track of who's who the fact that the sailor was like a through line is very strange i'm very surprised by this whole like is he married subplot? Cause that zero hints that there was uh, a thing about him being about marriage and, and yeah, all of that was gone. I mean, the only I'll be thing honest. I could oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it's, this is kind of random, but the only thing I kept thinking about watching this movie was like, okay, I know everyone who made this is dead. Uh, most likely. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I would they love to a brutal way to watch uh, movies. No, but I would just love to think like, what do they think about what I'm doing right now? If they were yeah. alive still, like, yeah. is this like, th- uh, there's no way they could have even compre- conceived or been able to comprehend like a guy in Portland, Oregon, watching this on his laptop while he like mostly plays Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And is like watching this with We've no all got context for it. Like, yeah, that's just trying to wrap yeah, my I head mean, around like what the what the filmmakers could possibly feel yeah, about yeah. what I was doing to their no work comprehension right now. that this would be yeah. the future of their work. I no, I'm on the same level as you, Anthony. I, as a good joke for myself, watched this on my phone. Right. <laughs> the people that made it is just this unbelievable I, thing i could do i, I mean <laughs> i, I mean, like the, the idea of okay so guys 80 something years in the future how will people be consuming this podcast in a way that will be incomprehensible oh to us yeah well, i have put a lot of thought into this and one is i assume that movies are beamed directly into your head and you just see them 
but that anytime you close your eyes, you see ads on the back of your eyelids. Yeah, that is how okay. movies are going to work. I'm confident about that. That makes sense. Um, but we're talking about podcasts. How are yeah, like yeah. what is the 4D experience oh. of this podcast in the future? Like, does it? Can you smell us? In, I like, just well, okay, so yeah. I like the 100. idea that that there's a there's a person in another country that doesn't speak English that has to listen to this hour untranslated and then discuss it with their friends in you know whatever in mandarin and they're like i didn't follow a lot of their discussion i definitely caught they were talking about pixar because we still watch pixar movies but there was a long riff in the middle that i didn't understand i could tell they were laughing more in the segment three and they were in segment two but yeah yeah but who knows that very, i expected about. more comedy mm. we'll get a very yeah. Someone summing up this podcast. Uh, it's it's hosted by Alex, who's really liked by everyone, and everyone agrees with all his opinions. <laughs> well, because he's Alex. the host. No, like, why would yeah. somebody and also why would someone do all of the work to produce a show where his friends make fun of him? That's right. just crazy. You you have to love the host. We all know yeah. that. Here. Everyone knows yeah. the host is the best everyone part of loves the show. host. Oh yeah. All right. Well, well I feel lot. like we've done this movie plenty of justice. I I do like the idea. Even technology aside, even if we skip the fact that they're making film movies and the idea that you can watch it on a pocket device is so crazy. But even just people in America in 80 years in the future watching this without translations is really mm. weird for them. You know, I, I know we're probably going to have this uh, next week if we watch another movie from around this time. But you ever just watch some from like... <laughs> if we do that, like what an Russia. interesting way to I love, I love, I love the, the passive voice of that. Yeah. But yeah. just it, like you watch something from Russia in the this was thirty nine, yeah, and I yeah. kind of want to like grab them and be like, you don't know what's coming. It's, yeah. it's about to get yeah. so rough for you. Oh my Dude, god, that one guy bastard. was where that one guy had a Hitler mustache, and I was like, yeah. whoa, that guy's wearing a Hitler mustache. And then I realized, like, oh, the Hitler mustache is just a regular mustache. Hitler's wearing yeah, the waiter on a train mustache. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Just I just want to grab them and be like. Hug your loved ones, especially for Russia. You're about to have a real bad decade over here. Uh, so have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's. So now we have a, a fascinating question. This is our 10th movie of season five. And as you know, throughout season five, we rank every movie we list. We watch on the master quality list in order of how good this movie is. Now, this is going to be a tricky one because we don't really know this movie because we didn't really watch it. So <laughs> we watched it. No, nah, we watched yeah. it. We can judge. We'll judge. Yeah. So so <laughs> where does this movie fall? I will start. I still think it's better than the Transformers, the movie. I agree. Whoa, That's easy. Alex, why do you do this to me every second, week? Second. I thought surely this week, like <laughs> the Transformers, the movie would get some love from this podcast. <laughs> But no, this one I did. I did check out for large portions, but I was never angry the way I was with the Transformers, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> so to me, neutral is definitely a step up, but that's where I would leave it. I think I would I would rank this as I mean, ninth from yeah. just a audio visual perspective. Um, I found listening to the soundtrack of Transformers to be more pleasant than listening <laughs> to this. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to. I think I think we put this at number ten with a big old asterisk next to it. Uh, well, um, no, let me no, let me clear the air because I actually think we should put this higher than the Transformers the movie because 
Yes. I fell asleep and that's nice. And oh yeah, it, sleep rules. It's actually it was actually pretty cool. It's cool to watch something really old, even if you don't understand everything that's going on. Right. Um, and also I watch it at normal speed and the Transformers the movie I watch on triple speed, which is amazing. <laughs> but like they didn't intend for me to watch it at triple speed. So like I feel like I watched this more as intended on my iPhone 12 mini. So I, I wanted to say this is not a hill I will die on. This could be 10th and I will not care ever again. We but... should have a long discussion on where this belongs on the <laughs> list, right. I think. I'm not super committed. But I did there were some like the train slapstick was actually kind of interesting yeah i do like old slapstick i do love especially that seltzer butter so fascinating because i see that as like that's like an animaniacs joke this big bottle with a seltzer cap and a spray thing and i don't understand how that existed or what it was doing or why those it's like only from slapstick (laughs) so to see it at a time when they're like this is a normal serving vessel for this train um it was really fun and interesting and also i like that they just in the morning they're like welcome to the world here is a hard-boiled egg and a cup of coffee deal with it that is what you get on a fancy ass train right so i enjoyed um, little pieces of it that way in a way that i did not find anything enjoyable about the, the transformers I, the movie i think I'm we gonna could put do, it, i mean i think nine sounds good I, okay i'm, well, I'm gonna, gonna be behind it. i'm gonna put it at seven because i think this is <gasps> whoa this, this is, is above is... soiled green and pj <laughs> yes better than I pj think... yes <laughs> this is not better than pj this is not I, I will not allow <laughs> you to do that. This do PJ, but it's there, so the the list is already difficult to understand. No. Um look, I know it's gonna get averaged out, but I think my, my rationale for this is like I have enjoyed telling people that I was watching this. Um <laughs> I think more than other things that I've done. <laughs> not the master conversationalist <laughs> list you vote for you <laughs> i vote for me <laughs> all right so we have two votes for 10 one for nine and one for seven um, I, which i'm gonna if, change my vote to nine i'm gonna yeah, change my vote to nine yeah that's what you said before oh no i said nine no yeah. honey, you said 10 and then or you no, started I, nine I, and I changed, changed it to it. 10 yeah, yeah, no, I changed we, it because I was just joking we, at first. Yeah. Well, so if we were to do this by averaging, which I'm not sure is how we should be doing it, we <laughs> are at nine still. So this movie yeah, does do end nine. up being ahead of the Transformers, the movie. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I want, yes, okay, I see, I see. I got confused for a second. But yes, I, I, you know what? I don't care that much. I do think the Transformers the movie is the worst thing I've ever watched. I think when but, we when we talk about the Transformers the movie, we should say normal speed. The Transformers the movie, because then that'll make right. me feel better. Because yeah, y'all didn't watch fair. it triple speed the way you're supposed to, and if you had, <laughs> you would it would be number one. Like that's okay. the whole thing. Well, so now this brings us to segment three point five, which last week was probably one of our better segments. I will oh say. My God. People, oh, yeah. people enjoyed very much the the rule lawyering. Um, I uh, I will say. Um, oh snap! I just that's so crappy. I'm gonna do this for why I do it this way. Um, let me see. A oh, ranger. This is an email from Ranger. Um, ranger said, uh, "I love the rule lawyering. So whatever you decide is great, but." You are wrong. He said you're all wrong. Ranger, oh, she, man. they said you're all wrong, but they definitely meant that I am particularly wrong. Um, right. But what they were suggesting is the, or perhaps maybe this is just from everybody, that the way reverse turn order, turn order should work 
is that we should go backwards into the previous round of order. So, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I don't, I, I, we think of them as discrete units. So I, that's why I think it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah. But so they're saying, so we had just gone Anthony, Alex, Ezra, Hunter, reset. And so instead of the turn order being anything to do with the next four, we just keep going backwards in the line until somebody reverses again and we go forwards oh. in order again, um, which is a, uh, an interesting way, to, I think, to interpret that rule. Whoa, I like it because yeah, then we I, get to like year zero and then we're yeah. going in the negative direction for turn right, right. order. You know what that means. Um, <laughs> I I do think that the old order is erased and there's no such thing as history yeah, in this no, case. I think exactly what you said. I was just I didn't even, I've never even like thought about it. But yeah, I conceive that each turn order as being its own separate unit of things. We're in a right. So I don't yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ranger also asked, are you in North Korea town or North Korea town? I always wonder. And I will, I haven't actually talked about this intro very much, but um, I live in a neighborhood that is just north of Koreatown in Los Angeles. And it does not have its own name because it is not a nice place to live. But I started calling it since it didn't have a name, North Koreatown. And that joke has never not worked um, with a person from the area. And I am shocked every time people laugh because it's not that good of a joke. But apparently <laughs> no one's been saying this joke. And so it is now my official name for the neighborhood. Well, it's so, like it's it's like because you know, I'm, I'm just saying this because you're saying you don't think it's that good of a joke. But it's like you found a low hanging fruit that had not been plucked. You know what I mean? It's low hanging and no one had taken it. Beautiful, like just, just scrumptious looking strawberry. And all the people have run through this pick your own fruit world and just left the perfect strawberry right here. And I'm like, surely this is poison, right? And I eat it and I feel great (laughs) every time. That's like what happened. That's what's happened. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, so it's North, North Korea town. Um, Okay. But uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about rules learning. So anyway, this gets us to a very exciting part. Um, Friend of the show, Bill, also said that the 5.09 is the funniest, the hardest he's laughed at ever at any podcast was oh the ending God. of last episode. And we definitely had um, a, a meet buddy, Patrick, said, Anthony is my new hero. So the ending of last <laughs> week was very exciting for people. But Anthony had this interesting use of passive voice. So let me just catch people up just in case you don't remember. So um, we got our power cards for the first time last week. And we used them. We burned through yeah. half of our power cards in five <laughs> so minutes. Ridiculous. After a three-move gambit and a miracle draw allowed Hunter and Ezra to combine to get uh, Hunter to his 10-point um, pick, Battleship Potemkin, which would be the first points of the game and an insurmountable lead that would surely hold up for the rest of the year. So, well, But kind I'm of a... splitting it. I'm splitting it, Alex. I'm not even going to be in the lead. I'm going to be so, tied. Um, so just a, an incredible amount of points to throw out all at once. And so um, I thought we were we enjoyed Havoc and Fun. So I played a card and that just made everybody so mad. And then, um, <laughs> and then we all stri- played cards. We played cards and it got all messy. The end result of which Hunter picked first in round three and the turn order continues. Anthony, Alex, Ezra. Now, it would have been my turn. And I, as everyone could tell, would have picked Battleship Potemkin. I would have given you the movie, even though... I was being a little coy because you had been a real monster by saying, I am not going to give you any points, even though it's yep. well established that everybody gets to share points. Um, yep. I still would have done game. it because I game. did not want to go backwards from this movie either. So you did kind of like <laughs> write us into this corner and Ezra might have given me a point and it would have been fun for everybody. But instead, at the last moment, <laughs> Anthony played his power card, changing the order, switching and making him next up. And so it is Anthony's turn to pick. 
So for round three, movie number two, Anthony, what movie are we watching next What's week? What's it going to be? Well, I think we can all set aside 75 good minutes next week <laughs> and watch Battleship Potankin. <laughs> yes! Uh, yes! All right, who's I'm the so connection happy. again? Who's the connection? Uh, it's uh, Alexander Antonov, um, who played the train guy, the the drinker, I think. Oh. I mean, the last couple of movies, you haven't tried very hard to make the actors known <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. No, so, I don't care. <laughs> Um, I and I think we you know might need to talk about this next week. Maybe we can do it now. But what exactly happens after we get the battleship? Potential? Well, so this is a big, so we have discussed, but had not actually settled on a real ruling. One option is that because someone has scored, we automatically reset to a Kevin Bacon movie. Um, the other option is that we do not re- reset, and then it's just my turn to pick next week, and I have to go from Battleship Potemkin which is a real tough move, although because of power cards, I don't remember what my other card is, but I do have another card that I, is movie pick based. So I could travel some other way and get us somewhere else, perhaps, mm. so we don't have to actually just like stay in the early uh, 1920s Soviet films. Um, <coughs> however, we could also reset to a Kevin Bacon movie, or we could do a compromise where when you score, the next person can either pick their movie or reset to a uh, Kevin like Bacon that. movie and then pick a movie yeah. or like something that. like that. Yeah. I think, I think it should be, you, somebody got some points. So like everyone, the other players should get a little extra leeway, I think. Oh, so it could either be the next person or the other three people could vote. Uh, okay. No, here's I, some, these are I, some good options. So I'd no, love no, to no, hear the next person. Cause if it's like, person. no one's ever going to, yeah, okay. the next person, just okay. give them. Some I votes. will say the audience, I w- I'm open to vote. So if people at home want to weigh in on this, um, but otherwise it'll be my choice about whether we go to other battleships or other Potemkins or if we reset to Kevin Bacon um, and try to move from there. So, also, I will I will say, I think you said this on the air, but it might have been off the air, Hunter. You did say after this, because you picked such an annoying movie, that the rest of your life would be dedicated to helping people get their points. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to score first, and uh, now I've done it, and so now I'm just going to play for fun, you know, but I, I wanted to pro- prove I could do it. Possibly one of the best parts of that uh, segment last week was when you said, look, I'm better at this than all of you guys. This is what <laughs> is going to happen. I'm going to get here. <laughs> Because you were like, you're not a braggy guy normally. Um, no, but we're in my zone. We're, we're playing right game, in your Alex. zone. We're playing weird brain games. And yeah, yeah we're weird you're in games. my you're okay. in my space right now. So next week we're going to be watching the 1925 film, silent drama film. Oh, it's silent. Well, that's good. Um, that actually helps us with some yeah. of the translation issues. Um, we're going to be watching the 1925 Soviet silent drama film, Battleship Potemkin. Um, not to be confused by the Pet Shop Boys album of the same name. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to be confused by that, but apparently there's a Pet Shop Boys album. Maybe you could play this while you're watching the movie. Maybe they would play together. I don't know. Hmm. No, it is. Yeah, it's written by the Pet Shop Boys to accompany the silent film Battleship oh. Potemkin. Mm. All right. Fascinating. What? There's a Pet Shop Boys album we can listen to. All right. Anyway, good good options here. Um, thank you, Anthony. Thank you for the official pick. Um, as of next week, we'll have some scoring to di- some points to divvy up when we actually get yeah. there. I'll have um, a victory speech. <laughs> okay. And I will announce if I will be sharing any of my points with uh, Anthony, but I'm going to wait till next episode to, mm. to say. 
I believe you also get to announce whether you're sharing any points with Ezra. You, I think there's like an official, we haven't discussed this, Ooh. but I think there should be an official awarding of points and then distributing oh. of points. So you always have the option mm. to uh, turn heel and yeah, not let's give say, the points. Let's say you... I do have that option. Let's say yeah, that. I mean, uh, I think especially <laughs> getting, you know, with all this sort of tone of the era Russian art uh, we have been watching, it will be very interesting to see if Hunter uh, is he a capitalist who will hoard mm. his points? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or are you going to believe in the greater good of you know like spreading points out and collective That's a great action? Question. Because when you think about it, what happened here over the past few weeks is a great example of collective action and the power yep. it has when yep. you know you use your strength together. To get something done. If you were just pushing this boulder up the hill by yourself, you never would have gotten there. No Only way. through yeah, the power yeah. Team of work. collective action did mm. we get here today. It so. took three of us. It <laughs> took three of us to get here, but we did do it. That's true. That is true. Well, I can't wait to find out. We'll do a points distribution cer- ceremony next week. But uh, before we go today, we have one more segment. We have a meat buddy to thank. All right, so we have, as I mentioned before, a couple of new Meat Buddies. Um, the first one we're going to thank this week is Patrick from Twitter. Um, we've interacted with Patrick a handful of times already, a bunch of times already. So that's why I think of uh, of Patrick as being Patrick from Twitter. Let me give you a little bit of uh, uh, let me give you a little bit of what Patrick has to say. Um, hey gang, yes, it is Patrick from Twitter. Which um, let me take this opportunity to get a correction on the record about my Twitter handle. Alex likes to pronounce it Nozlacker. When it is, in fact, an a slacker shorthand for North American slacker. I chuckle every uh, time he goofs it up. Uh, I will say this is one of my favorite things about when you give me your real name, I have some obligation to try to say it correctly. But if you give me your handle, your Twitter tag, I can say it however I want. And there's a freedom to that and a funness to that. So uh, I don't know, sort of like the way an author doesn't actually get to decide the correct interpretation of their own work as an artist. I don't think you get to decide the correct <laughs> pronunciation of your Twitter handle. Nozlacker. You real bad in like a cyberpunk universe when people only use handles. You know, you'd I mean, be really disliked. So yeah. many other reasons why I would not rule <laughs> in a cyberpunk dystopia. No, I don't it's like just- grime. This is disliking uh, people's like mispronouncing people's handles. This not w- would not work well. If you were in the Matrix and you were like, "Look, <laughs> Nio and Tr- <laughs> Trinity," uh, I don't and think you know, they would man, like you very much. It's short for something. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, that is a very good point. Try Nitty. That's what I call her, um, and she loves it. Um, <laughs> Patrick also says, I, I will also apologize right now for taking this long to support you guys. I have no other excuse than laziness. I believe we did set a precedent before that you do not need to apologize for taking this yeah. long to donate money to us because it's not a smart thing and no one should do it, I think is why. Yeah. And yeah. we need more excuses. We can give you excuses. <laughs> yeah, you should a lot of reasons us. not to do it. Uh, I, could, um, I could list off a bunch off the top of my head. Patrick says, I started listening to you guys back in 2013. Whoa! Damn. Oh my God! Your back catalog Will was something I listened so to. Young? Well, I did it. Well, I mean, literally, you and Hunter weren't, but um, yeah, <laughs> at least on the podcast. Um, yeah, I was were, a baby you then. Yeah. I was a little baby. I couldn't even uh, read. Your back catalog was something I listened to <laughs> while I did tedious tasks, uh, repetitive jobs. My job forced us to work seven days a week for two months, making the same edits Jesus. to thousands of source code files. Oof. Oh my God! Oof. Um, t- 
Today I listened to it while I'm folding laundry. Some things will never change. Well, some things will change. At some point, we're going to automate laundry because it's kind of bullshit that laundry is not done. Like, we got vacuum robots. I want a robot to do my laundry. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, we we already have machines that do most of it. So that's true. There is a laundry machine. That's true. It's it's pretty automated as it is right now. It needs to and be like a robot, and it like comes into my room, and it picks up the laundry, and it will hold me and love yeah. me, you know, and do my laundry. Okay, all those things. I would like, like to, whatever, yeah. Whenever sex that. robots become a thing, I feel like they'll also probably do laundry. I have actually watched videos about how hard it is to make a laundry robot. It's that it's just a very odd, like the fabric shape and weight and texture is just very difficult for robots, but. I think we'll get there, and I would enjoy that very much. I don't I'm care a, about. I'm, I'm a human being, and I don't know what like settings to use on my washer and dryer. I can't <laughs> yeah. expect the machine to know what to separate. Just do it on cold now. I think this is a day from be- this is from before. For the as far as the segment goes, Patrick from Twitter says random compliments are always fun. So we are going to give Patrick from Twitter. We're gonna. I'm gonna put um, three minutes on the clock, and we're gonna give Patrick three minutes of random compliments. Um, so three minutes on the clock and we are going to start now. I mean, one, you're keeping your mind on Twitter. That's very impressive. Not a lot of people I know can do that. <laughs> yeah. Two, oh my God. The gumption you've got, Patrick, yeah. you know, two, I gotta say from you describing your work history, you don't sound like much of a slacker to me. I mean, yeah, that's some like work seven days a week for there. several months. That is a Dude, that hard is tr- working. Patrick is like made of steel. You know what I mean? Like Patrick is looking at Twitter, has like a hard job, can still look at Twitter every day and just stomach it. Doesn't even freak probably, him out. Probably no, got some real mention. girthy dick, you know? Okay, Whoa. hang on. Whoa, Anthony. <laughs> this took Whoa. a turn. It's <laughs> a callback to before we started recording. Okay, a callback to something Patrick is unaware of. But you know what? I you. <laughs> Patrick wasn't even freaked out by yeah. what Anthony yeah. just said. Yeah. Because Patrick literally just everyone else listening was, stuff. but Patrick can handle it. I, yeah. I, I searched, I binged a uh, uh, random compliment generator. And so, Patrick, check it out. You're even better than a unicorn because you're real. You're a smart cookie. You hate me. You make me feel more joy in my life. You always find something special in the most ordinary things. And you're always learning new hmm. things and trying to be better yourself, which is awesome. Good job, Patrick. Wow, that was solid. Those are really good. Um, with a minute 45 left, I'm going to uh, add to what we've said before, which is that I admire the heck out of your ability to multitask and find good things to occupy your brain while you're doing bad things. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely listen to podcasts while I'm doing certain activities, like folding laundry. Very, very reasonable. But source code, making edits to source code, you actually have to like see words and letters, and that just immediately fries my brain if I'm hearing other people's words. If I was listening to a podcast and I was editing source code, a lot of the source code files would have Anthony colon, he's got a girthy dick, ha ha, like it would just come through, whatever yeah. I was hearing, mm. and yeah. then I would ruin those source files. So the fact that you were able to so keep true. it all together but is that's really because you spent 10 years as a court stenographer, and it just sort of comes out when you're listening <laughs> to this stuff. You just can't help it. It's just yeah. muscle memory at this point. Well, that's wait, so we're not. To, what, but that's we got to talk about Patrick. Though. But also, you know, yeah. Patrick yeah. has so much money. This is what I love about Patrick. <laughs> is Patrick has mm-hmm. so much money that Patrick gives us some of Patrick's money. Is that actually I mean, money? Yeah, throwing it away. 
Just, Patrick yeah. is loaded as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Got enough money true. to where some of it goes to us. That's yeah. so much money Patrick must have. Otherwise, and, Patrick might be kind of foolish. And 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 a generosity and even a laissez-faire attitude towards his cash, which I appreciate very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I will also yeah. say I do like North American Slacker as a Twitter handle now that I know that. I think um, I... You know, NA has some other meanings like not applicable slacker, which actually sounds closer to you, Patrick, because you're not a slacker. But North American slacker is a pretty badass name in the Matrix. That's what I love about Patrick is like he just works on so many levels, right? You have this is from a you're working on many levels, many levels better than a unicorn. And as we run out of time, shit goes deep. I I love how it's Patrick too, and it's not like Pat. You know what I mean? You don't have to keep going. We're out of time. Rick. Oh, okay. Oh, it's his day. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Free it's, it's, compliments it's, off the clock. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no, no. So I'm is, sick of this. It's anyway. St. Patrick's Day, guys, though. What? Whoa! Yeah, it is. Oh, it really is. God. It really oh, is, you guys. Happy day. Well, we're doing overtime right now. Patrick from Twitter, thank you for driving all the snakes out of Ireland. <laughs> Every time I don't see a snake, I think of you. <laughs> which is a lot <laughs> every time I oh man it's your day buddy well we appreciate you spending some of your day with mm. us and we appreciate everybody who becomes a meat buddy by going to metreon.com and gives away some of their hard-earned money uh for our useless purposes so we can um watch movies in russian oh and one more thing from patrick uh, from saint patrick patrick says um oh and let hunter know that i own a copy of twilight imperium 4 but so far it's only ever acted as a doorstop. It remains completely unplayed. <laughs> wow. That's a good... That's cool, Patrick. I I want to raise you this. I don't own a copy of Twilight <gasps> Imperium 4. So, ha! What is that? How what? do... I don't get it. Because I'm the Twilight Imperium guy, and I don't have it. Do you I, not why need would it I to play it? I just don't like it, so... <laughs> oh, 4 is bad? Is that what's happening? No, I'm no. This is a good joke for Patrick. Don't worry about it. You know okay. what I mean. Patrick um, I, is laughing. I will say, or I will add one more thing from the mailbag that I think is really interesting. So Leanne wrote in um, with a unfortunate um, bit of information for me personally. No. Uh-oh. Um, so you remember last week where I told this fun story where I had a friend of mine sent me a bad review of um, the new Cohen movie, um, yep. Tragedy Macbeth. Uh, the Joel Cohen movie, and then I was like, "Wow, this person really hates it." And then later, I found out it was written by Ethan Cohen, and I'm an idiot, and that it was yeah, very funny. Yeah. Leanne says, "Look closer to the end of that page. The review is not actually written by a Cohen brother." Oh wait, wait, you wait. <gasps> you thought it was actually him? I yeah, I thought you understood. Thought it was, it was like Ethan a Cohen bit. No, no, no. It's like a joke. It's an onion. It's a well, it's not an onion. It's just some no, but like somebody's Substack. Yes, yeah, but like, um, you actually, yeah, I thought didn't know I, that. I, I did not get I, that. I, well, you, I got that you got it when you were saying it. I thought you understood. That's why I didn't bother correcting. No, it was yeah, so I funny like, that Ethan Cohen would write a funny fake review of his brother's movie. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it, it no, was funny I, if he had. If it's not him, it's not funny at all. The, the, the joke doesn't make sense if it's not Ethan Cohen writing it. See, no, I, I like the story that is like you, you felt weird and then he felt dumb. Then he felt smart and then he looped all the way back around to feeling weird and dumb. It's a fun. <laughs> it's so weird. No, I don't know if it's a full loop. I feel like I just yeah. went deeper into the crevasse, but I feel like the biggest dumb dumb in the world for saying yeah. that. Hey, I believed it. I but like I, I believed it, and I now I'm dumb. I'm dumb dumb too. Well, it does okay. seem like it would have been a good bit for Ethan to do. 
Yeah. yeah, and I feel like Ethan may might be cool and would waste his time on a good bit. Yeah. You know yes, what I mean? It's funny right. enough that he would write a fake thing where he's like, you broke my light bright. It's a great, yeah, I mean, great I, bit. I just personally can't believe somebody would write something that's not true and then post it on the internet. I think that's the real lesson <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that's true. I, I just can't believe of others. that is where we've come sunk to as a society. <laughs> that yeah. People are posting false things on God's internet. It's that's such up. a good point that God the, made the, the yeah. internet that was the <laughs> beauty of the internet the proves it was created yeah. and not evolved. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for the show. If you have any feedback for us, please email us podcast at readdashweep.com. If you want to point out that I'm dumber than even I imagined, or if you want to become a meat buddy, go to metreon.com. Both of those are options. Either way, whether you want to make me feel bad or make me feel like I have three more dollars, those are both things that you could totally do and the number of people who have become meat buddies who have apologized for not doing it sooner um has actually brought an interesting point together which is um if you're out there thinking right now i'm not going to feel bad about this in two years when i'm still listening to the show and i've never donated you will i promise you you will feel guilty so this is your chance to avoid having to apologize later become a meat buddy now before it seems worth it and then you will never have to apologize Alex, can we like offer like a guilt amnesty kind of program for like a limited time, where it's like for the next week? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. For the, so for the all. rest of March, anybody who becomes a meat buddy, you get if you otherwise would have had to feel bad, you'd no longer do. Yeah, one hundred percent guaranteed. Gift amnesty for any meat buddies. Guilt amnesty for meat buddies. Yeah, very sweet. I'm, I'm, um, thanks maybe, for being maybe here, later Ezra. I'll send you some of my junk. <laughs> of the, I'm just look. I have a, I have a blue, a blue uh, clothing pin on my desk. Yeah. that could be yours. Yeah, you could actually save people money Whoa. to send them pictures of your junk. No, Whoa. I don't want to. I don't want to promise that at all. I don't like it. <laughs> mm. not, um, not, don't no, worry, Tom. Not Tom. As soon as Ezra figures out the post office, you'll get that DVD and maybe a blue clothes pin. Um, anyway, we gotta go. Thanks for hanging out, Ezra. Oh yeah. Anthony Lopez, always great chatting with you. Dasvidaniya, Alex. <laughs> and Hunter, congratulations on your forthcoming points. Be safe in Portland yeah. and uh, yeah. in, I, I, enjoy the rest of your trip. And we'll talk to you guys all next week. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy yeah. St. Patty's. Bye. 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 Bye.